We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true story. And what do you say about uh, racism and, and discrimination in, in, in when you were there? What was your experience about that? They discriminate you. You don't eat with them. You know, you don't even walk. Me, I used not to walk with my bosses to go somewhere. They could leave me in a house. So I knew my room was my friend. And that disturbed me so much. And it is still disturbing me because I reach a time and... I really want to be alone. I don't want anyone else. Welcome to Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1, where we tell true stories and have conversations about real-life experiences with non-storytellers and storytellers from Uganda. Hear My True Story Kampala is a joint project between Hear My True Story podcast and Omoti Creative, an organization in Uganda. Omoti Creative is an arts organization that provides safe and free learning spaces for creative arts, educational support, and cultural exchange opportunities to children and youths in Uganda. Yes, our listeners, uh, thank you again for following our podcast here, my true story. And again, in this episode, we have a conversation with Sarah. She was one of the storytellers at the Here My True Story project in Kampala. Yes, if you do not listen to the first conversation with Sarah in the previous episode, of course, you can listen to it. But however, in this episode, we get to know more about what happened with Sarah when she was working abroad in Saudi Arabia. So, uh, Sarah, could you please maybe introduce yourself? Okay, thank you so much, Otako. Hello, hi, our dear listeners. Hear my story. My name is Sarah Nachtend. I am your storyteller. Yes, I am a filmmaker and an actress, and I am a chef. I am a human activist. Yeah, um, Sarah, uh, how was it working in Saudi Arabia? How, how did you really, I mean, how was the work? I worked so challenging with the people. If they don't understand your language, 
English is not their first priority. Their language is their first priority. So for you to understand them and to have good terms with them, you have to make sure you learn their language so that you can communicate with them in whatsoever you want to communicate to them. Mm. So they, they are so rude. They are so harsh. You don't even know, even when you want to, to, to say sorry to them, you, you, you don't know how to say sorry to them because they are so scary, you know? So I understand that. I really, I want, Sarah, I really yes. understand your point. The language can yes, be so difficult and mm -hmm. also you can't communicate well. But the question, are there schools, are there chances for you to learn the language when you are in Saudi Arabia as a migrant worker or a labor worker? Uh, I can't really tell that because I wasn't given such a chance. I don't even mm -hmm. know. I am telling you by the time I entered that house to work, uh, I never even knew where schools were or located or even to, to tell you that like, just just we blacks or we people that go there to work, we have a session of school where they train us. If you want to learn the language, you go, you're going to learn it within your work, where you work, like in the house. When someone speaks what they want to speak, you ask them what it means. That is how you're going to learn. Wow. That's, that is really interesting because there's no room for integration and also inclusion in terms of like learning the language. Yeah, in this kind of job that you got yeah. to work in there. Mm. But anyway, I don't want to cut you short, but because of time, I would like you to, to summarize on that part of working in Saudi Arabia in the house and then you came back to Uganda. Okay, you can only manage working in, in such houses when you're so brave, so confident, and you know who you are and what you come you came to to do there. So that is what I that is how I managed those people and I managed to do their work not until I came back to Uganda. It was not a smooth road. It was not really a rough road, but my experiences taught me something and made me grow into a strong and powerful, fearless woman that mm. I am today. Yeah. Wow. I can really see. Because right now, I'm, I'm not also living in Uganda. I'm living here in Europe, but I see a very big difference with Saudi Arabia yeah. and maybe in German because yeah, the things that you get to learn the language, yeah, you get to learn the language, the, the, you, the, mm -hmm. the opportunities for you to learn the language, at least, yeah, there's mm -hmm. that you learn the language. But also it depends mm -hmm. what you are doing here. But the language is a priority here. People will encourage you to learn the language. They will try to speak to you and tell you that, oh, please, there's this chance for you to learn the language. Would you like to go there? This is my personal experience, and I, I, I am learning the language. But also it's mm. difficult, yeah? And it's difficult for a black person living in a country where you are a minority. And then mm. I can really imagine how it can be for you, someone living in Saudi Arabia, where we have history of slave trade in that was done by the Arabs years back in history. And you're living yeah. there and you're being looked at as a black person. I don't know how yeah. it feels like you know, to be in such a context. I mean, for me, it's really hard. Mm. But I, for you, I'm sure it may have been so harder, you know, 
or what I mean, the the, the discrimination that you go through, the, the the racism that you go through, and you can't speak against it because they don't see it as racism. Maybe they don't see it yeah, as discrimination. Yeah. Mm. And what do you say about uh, racism and and discrimination in, in in when you were there? What was your experience about that? Ah, uh, that I actually do not really want to talk about because it mm. actually it is the worst the worst situation that I experienced there to me because you come from this side and you expect to relate with those people, but then they see you like someone who is totally different and doesn't even breathe, you get. So mm. it really created another person in me that I I, I started becoming a loner. I started becoming, be, like, inside your heart and you do not even know what is really hurting you. You can't even tell. You don't have someone to share to. So, yeah. Because I, they they discriminate you, you don't eat with them, you know, you don't even walk. Me, I used not to walk with my bosses to go somewhere. They could leave me in a house. So I knew my room was my friend, and that disturbed me so much. And it is still disturbing me because I reach a time and I really want to be alone. I don't want anyone else. Yeah, you, you don't need to talk about this. I know it's really hurting most times we... Black people, when we go to countries that are not for for majority as black people or people of color, mm. we are always facing discrimination and racism. And it's worse mm. when you're in a community where they are not informed. And I've had so many stories from friends who have gone to places like Saudi Arabia or other Arab areas. The racism yeah. is too much, discrimination yeah. is too much, and there's no space, there's no room. You, you can't speak about it. Yeah, it's real painful, and I don't like it, yeah. but I don't know what we can do to change that. Because we, how we treat these people back home is different. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And for That's you, when true. you came back after experiencing that, and then you saw what how we treat people from this places like, for example, Saudi Arabia and other parts in Uganda. What was your perception of this whole thing? How did you feel? You came back to Uganda and you found that these people would treat them differently. I actually never felt never felt again to, to treat them just like we treat, to treat them here. We used to treat them here. So I really wanted also to treat them as they treated me there. When I see someone of my color, I I want uh, some of my someone of my color. I welcome them, but if you're not of my color, we are not connected at all. I also see you like a different person. I mean, we really give you a a pleasure of taking you, welcoming you as our own, our sisters. We are all humans, but then you treat you treat us like trash, like people who are who do not even exist. So I really, by the time I came back, I wanted to give them just exactly the real me, the person that they built in me, they created in me. Yeah. I can feel that. I can really understand that. It's really hard. And did you get any kind of like support when you come back to Uganda in terms of like counseling and also maybe, I, I don't know whether it's there even in Uganda. Or did you get any, any counseling support when you're working there in Saudi Arabia? Counseling support in Saudi Arabia is between 
the workers themselves. We had groups that we created, mm-hmm. and those groups. When I know that my friend is in this city, I connect my my friend in that group. If that friend connects another person, just like that. So when your heart, you go to the group and share with them. They counsel you. They comfort you. They welcome. They love you. That is how we manage to counsel ourselves. And here in Uganda, I came and I never wanted anyone to counsel me because they would they would not even understand me or get closer to what and who I am today. So I felt like no one understands me unless you could get me someone who has been in the same situation with me. So counseling, mm. no. Yeah, but that's, I got. That's... Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. But 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 I got support from other people, you know, because I shared that I am an artist and I really like it. I am so proud. I when I was introduced to my friend Joan, Joan introduced me to so many filmmakers and relating, associating, working with filmmakers has really helped me because they've given me help. They've welcomed me and loved me and showed me another world of, of, of life, another 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 life in a, another world. So I got help from different people and I am, that is why today I am okay and standing, seated here with you guys, I have come out to tell and share my story. I mean, everyone needs to hear people's story to know that life is really different with everyone. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that's one of the things that I, I love through storytelling. Yeah, and I, I hope you also also since you're an artist, you can still take it up and then use true storytelling just like the way we've been using them in film because you yeah. have told certain films about your experience and you know and it's really nice that you're using true storytelling. But but I want yeah. to ask in you know I mean like uh you have already done some films or. Oh, projects about your experience? Yeah. Okay. Good. And when you mentioned that uh, people cannot understand you when you come back to Uganda, I really understand this, Sarah. Yeah? For example, me personally, I cannot explain to someone that this is not easy, it's not a heaven to live in Europe or to live in Germany. There are challenges. You'll find discrimination. You'll find racism. You'll find to be denied a job because of your color, you, you may be denied your own opportunity because of who you are. It's not easy, but someone back home in Uganda, they cannot understand that. Yeah. And yeah. I can really understand when you talk about that, you couldn't talk to someone who has not lived the experience. It's quite hard for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, before we conclude, I would like to ask you maybe if you have something else that you'd like to share with our listeners or would like to make our listeners of the podcast to, to know about your work, your projects, where they can find them. Oh, okay. It is such a great opportunity. Thank you so mm. much, Otako, for this opportunity. I mean, for the world to know about my works, about where they can really get me and to mm. know who I am. Um for my projects, uh, for the men of them, I've met them, but they are not yet out, and they are not on a on the on a YouTube channel or Facebook. But then soon, I believe they will be there. 
and for the films that are coming we shall be letting mm. and updating you we shall we, we shall be letting you know and also to update you about everything that happens and that is on a side of a film but i am there mm. i am on facebook i have a youtube where it's called jesus is my story writer and then uh, i am i am i'm about to open the instagram and i am on twitter is nachtende sara that is my name so with the chef work yes if you want my services please i am available in my company is called menoro foods um at any service you want any package please reach out to me i'm available and i will give you the best services i do juice and I, i also do cooking for the filmmakers please i am i am available for sets um sets welfare i am there and i'll still stand as a human activist so when i come to your yeah. door i mean you're there <laughs> you have yeah. to deal with me somewhere yeah Yeah that's true. Uh I'm happy to know that you're doing that. And by the our listeners I will put the information more information about how you can reach Sarah Nakitende. I'll yeah. put her YouTube channel here that I, then I put her Facebook contacts also here and then you can be able to get in touch with her if you want to know more about her work. Yeah. yeah. And also uh she talked about offering more services on film sets yeah if you're out there listening to this podcast and you know projects that are happening in Uganda maybe you are doing a film project in Uganda you need people to work on your crew as artists mm-hmm. or as actors or actresses or maybe as um welfare department support she has a very nice company that is doing the welfare service supporting people with food during their production you can contact sara by the way there's something that sara you said you human rights activists what do you mean i really i, I forgot to ask it what do you mean that you human rights activists maybe our listeners want to hear that i'm sorry i'm asking this again when we're almost concluding you can okay. just give us Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I had mentioned it somewhere when I was talking mm. that I really fight uh, for the rights of others and uh, also speak for the voiceless for the voiceless people. You know so many people there are going through different things mm. different things that even the world fears to encounter, fears to share, fears, you know, they they they're missing out on some things because of a certain person who is out there taking advantage of others. So I come out to fight for the survivors of human trafficking, the survivors of anything, you know, um the child abuse, child labor, child marriage. I talk about different things and I I also um meet up meet out with different people fight for the rights of others that is what i do and i was currently working with a omti creative yeah in uganda that is the the organization that um welcomed me and loved me shared with me the little they had and they groomed me to a, another person that i am even confident to share my story today and tell the world that this is what is happening this is what is going on this is what we should do so i am so proud and thank you otako yeah you're welcome thank you too for sharing with us your stories and to also for being a strong woman an activist fighting for other people's rights and to you i see your work in line with fighting for your rights of survivors of human trafficking and you have done projects in uganda 
and I'm happy to have met you also in person and also to to know how you what you do you, you did with Omoti Creative in Uganda and also what you are doing right now as uh a human rights activist for survivors of human trafficking. I'm sure there are people who don't know about what human trafficking is, but that is another story. If you don't know what human trafficking is, please kindly research about it and you'll get to know what we are talking about. And yeah. maybe I hope we can have you again, Sarah, to, to share more about about any story and experience. So maybe you can also give us a conversation about human trafficking in Uganda. Definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely. I will really be glad to come back and share more of my stories to you beautiful people. Yeah, I believe I have so much that can change the world. And thanks to the organizers, to the sponsors for the great, great, great opportunity they've given to so many people out there to heal the world. Because when I tell my story, I am healing the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. You share your personal experience. You heal other people's lives and you yeah. heal yourself too yeah and true. yeah i'm glad to to have met you thank i would you. like to say thank you for the time and the conversation and anyone who's interested in working with sarah naktende you can contact her on her detailed information in the podcast here we have put her email uh contact her facebook uh twitter account and youtube channel she will be Thank able to, to reach you. And we look forward to working with you again. Thank you so, thank much. You so much. Yeah. would like to thank our listeners on our Here My Two Story podcast. We have been doing a project in Uganda where we have been working with storytellers and non-storytellers to share their personal experience through our Here My Two Story Kampala Season 1. Thank you. These stories were directed by Zoe the Storyteller. Audio production for the stories was done by Adnan Sinkumba. Many thanks to our project coordinator Nicholas Kaiwa and all the storytellers of Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1. For more stories, please visit hearmytruestory.com. For more information about Umuti Creative, visit umutikreative.com or send an email to info at umuti.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com, for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.